0: Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa.
1: Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me,
0: Nicole. Join this group of
1: entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems
0: so we can all
1: lean into your values,
0: cut what doesn't serve you,
1: and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers.
0: Hi, and welcome to the Her Enterprise podcast. Today, we're having our special episode where we mastermind Kelly's business and her struggles. So don't forget to go listen to her interview and then come back over here and listen to this mastermind. So we have Nicole here today. Say hi, Nicole.
2: Yep. Hey, girls. How are you doing? And
0: then we have Kelly, and today we're going to be masterminding her business. So if you didn't hear our previous episode, a mastermind is where we use the group's experience to try to help and solve any issues or give feedback on one person's um, struggle. Kelly, so what do you want to bring to the table?
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, so I'm excited to just get some feedback, so I'm, um, I've done really good in the brick and mortar space. I've built like a successful practice, and I have all of these things. But especially with COVID, and with all of these other things, I'm, not, I'm also, I'm not like completely abandoning what I'm doing in the brick and mortar. But I'm, I want to build more of an online presence to like help facilitate another stream of income, but also just make some of the accidental overflows that I've had in my session just become even more like clear or, uh, yeah, hold on.
2: Do you mean like sort of having a system so that the overflow stuff has an online method so that way you can actually spread yourself out and get more coverage for how you're helping clients?
1: Yeah, well, there were some things that were really intangible that I'd like to, that I would offer my clients in person that I could make more tangible and offer in an online setting. So like building a brand that like, um, so some of the accidentals in my sessions with clients would be like helping people with financial goals or helping support them in business goals or different things like that, or just teaching them little things that I'd learned in my like journey and then how to be aware of their body and like the next steps that they would go in their process in life. And so then, and then just like economics and ethics and all of these other things that I want to like develop more online and like have a voice or a platform for that. (sighs) When I hear that,
2: I hear how you can teach business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs to tap into their intuition and their body, to read their body, to get a gauge on what's my next step or where do I go from here or is this the right thing? I know that's probably a small piece of it, but I hear that sort of that's something you offer just because you have such a vast and deep knowledge of how to read the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the unique piece that it is. And then not just in business, but just in financial growth or noticing and working through like, Hey, what are my hindrances here? And then how do I work through that? Um, so, but what's funny about it is that, like, even though I'm really great at it in person, like, I'm finding it in myself that I'm super hesitant to like speak out online and just like make space on the internet for myself and <laughs> and like own the space available. Um, and so, I have like tons of outlines and different things, um, and it's a little bit of a lifestyle piece of just that intentional living space but also in business and enterprise and how and wealth creation and alleviating poverty and all of that but it's um but there is that like mindfulness and intentional living piece but just getting comfort and working through my own, like, challenges of, like, hey, believing the internet is actually real. Like, it just, it seems, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what is the internet? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but then just, like, getting comfortable in that space. And I know you both have really strong platforms online, even just, even if you don't feel like it. Like, <laughs> um, and... Just what was it like for you guys initially building your platforms and finding your voice and kind of figuring out, like, there's so much I could speak on, like, how do I hone in that that niche online and how do I, like, find that space that I end up being able to speak to in a way that might be unique?
0: So... One of the things as someone who was just starting on online that I didn't learn till later, which I thought I wish I had known this, you know, before I started was, I hear that you said you already have a lot of outlines, because that's one of the things that can be stressful when you're going into an online aspect is the fact that you're creating your content, you know, you're trying to help. But then you start feeling overwhelmed or, you know, you need to meet a certain schedule that feels maybe less urgent because maybe your audience is small at the beginning. And so one of the things, like I said, that I heard was trying to make sure you have like five or 10 pieces that are 100 percent written out. So that way you can buy yourself that time um, to like do the promoting and to do the reaching out. You know, you drop your one piece, whether it's once a week or whatever your schedule ends up being, is kind of having that backlog so that you have time to create and not feel like you're in a super time crunch. Um, So that was one of the things I wish I had learned before I started. So I would definitely say that that's something that maybe you want to look into that might help alleviate some of that um, discomfort. But it also sounded to me like part of the issue is thinking in, in the sense of the fact that it is a big audience. And that can be uh, nerve wracking in itself. Like normally, it sounds like when you talk to people in your brick and mortar business, or you're doing it one on one, you're kind of tailoring it right to each person, because you're talking to one person. And so having to address like a big audience or multiple people at once, maybe that uh, creates a little bit of conflict or dilutes the message, um, and so another thing that I learned was just pretend that you are talking to just one person. Create that avatar or that person that you really want to talk to for you know each topic, and pretend that you're just having that conversation with that one person. What are you trying to tell that one person who's in a very specific point in their life, and you know just like really fill out the details of who that, who that person that you're talking to, and that might make it a little bit easier. So those are some of the things I learned.
2: I love, I love the avatar. Kelly, have you spent a long time thinking about what all of your, excuse me, what all of your clients have in common? Because that's exactly your avatar, which is what Melissa is talking about. Like, what do they all kind of struggle with? What do they all ask you questions about? What are the repeat things that come up? that you feel like you answer over and over again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all tend to be like women who are high achieving, but intentional about life. Right. They're intentional, Mm -hmm. high achieving. And then, um, let's see. And then, but just need breakthrough in different areas. Right. Like, so They're just, because they're intentional and high achieving, they're coming against different walls or just exploring possibilities or finding out things that are possible, but they're willing to make, like, take a path that hasn't already been taken, right? They're willing to kind of, like, write their own journey or write their own story. And do you know, like,
2: what they spend their time doing, how old they might be? um, What do they like? To do in their free time, where are they spending time online? Those are the other questions that will help build your audience and find your niche so you can find and talk to that specific woman that you already talked to in real life. Yeah
0: so do you is there anything else that you can elaborate on um, with that struggle with that you know challenge right there? are there any tricks that you have that like, will help you to just do
1: it? Right? Like, because I think there's like, so many things that I just need to, like, just do. And I've heard that every time you, you challenge yourself to another level, that's when you like, have another layer of breakthrough in your own, like struggles, right? Of whether it's imposter syndrome, or whether it's just I don't know, you're like, where it's like, all right, I'm a competent person, I can, like, say something to this. And I do say something to this all the time. But um, do you guys have like mental tricks that you do to kind of like, break through that initial part until it becomes easy? Or does it ever become easy? Or do you just have this conversation every day?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, the scheduling part's really important, kind of like Melissa was talking about. Um, So I always tell in my previous blog post or something, I tell people what's coming up, which makes me have to do it. So if I say tune in next week where I talk about this, um, first of all, if I've written my blog posts, I've pre-written them, then great. I know I'm going to hit send and publish on next Wednesday when it comes out. Um, If I don't have it written, though, at least I know, hey, by Wednesday, I've got to get this done because I told them in the last blog post I would do it. I actually went back and I was rebranding my blog a little bit since I've become an author, and I realized there were two posts that I never followed up on. So, you know, sometimes you might drop the ball, but it doesn't mean that you didn't by giving yourself that accountability It pushes you to do it because, you know, even if your audience is just a few people, they're still waiting to hear from you. And you said you would do it. And you're the kind of person I know you who's going to show up when you say you're going to show up. Mm -hmm. So that'll really keep you accountable there.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if this kind of goes back to the whole personality things, um, because you know, trying to understand yourself better, like what does keep you accountable or what does help you stay motivated? That That's kind of more of introspection, right? Like you you need to do a little bit of work to like find those answers so that way you can set up the, the systems that are gonna be the most helpful. So for me, when I say, oh, I wish I had had the 10 blog posts ready written is because I know that the... Having that blanket or that time frame to create a schedule w- would make it easier for me. So it w- it would be l- less of a hurdle for me to do the work if I knew that I had a little bit of um a little bit of time in between it. I guess, um, but if that's not how you are, if you need the like hard deadline, then understanding that I think would be would be super helpful. Because if you miss something or any um, hurdle, like as they pile up, it makes it even harder to hit send, right? Mm -hmm. Or it it makes it, you're just adding the challenges on top of each other. So finding things that will knock down those challenges or knock down some of those barriers, I think would be super helpful. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I can like... I definitely work well under a time pressure, right? Like works well, like in that impromptu level, but that's not necessarily like a huge motivator. As long as I like can bribe myself and like, like I'm big on bribery or different rewards and working through those. So I wonder if like just doing that. And then do you guys have like, have you ever had any like haters and had to deal with them or Like Tara, I don't, if it's like fear, I like one big thing for me is like just fear of conflict (laughs) and like dealing with a fear of conflict of like, what if someone totally hates my work, which has happened before, or they've just totally disagreed. And then I totally took it as like, oh, it's a compliment that they've even read it, right? Like it reached them. That's a win. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. I gave you the opportunity to hate my work. But like, how do you like, have you had experiences like that and working through that? I think, or how do you work through like the anticipation of haters? I guess that's part of It's like, I just keep it. There'll be wonderful people that love the work I do. I just have to work (laughs) through like, those are some of the things I'm kind of working through and wondering about. So I'm like, how do I just kind of push through that piece? They're just going to do it.
2: <laughs> I know um, I have two experiences with haters. The first thing with haters is it usually is a sign that you are putting your opinion out there exactly the way you want to. If you have a hater, it's because you've made a strong stance on something and someone else doesn't see eye to eye with you. And that's great because that means you have turned them away and you don't want that particular follower, which means you are looking for the people who will resonate with what you wrote. So the first thing to me is always a hater is a good thing because it means I came across authentically as me and I'm cutting out the people that don't resonate with my message. And then my personal experience with a hater was a typo I made in one of my blogs and I used to publish it to my Facebook page and I still do. They automatically publish to my Facebook page and somebody came on. It was like somebody's. Of course, I remember there were a friend of a really good friend of mine from college who came on and said, I'm not going to follow this one if she can't even spell blah, blah, blah. Right. I used a word that was spelled a different way to mean something different. So, of course, I got right back on and said, thank you so much. I'm going to fix that typo. It really matters to me that you spent time reading it. I appreciate your feedback. So I just totally like plowed over it. Like, thanks, dude, whatever, you know, because to me it helped my work get better to have them find the typo. And if they don't want to follow me because I wrote a typo, then that's not my person. Um, So, you know, so that, that's how it worked for me. That was my, like my, one of my first hater experiences. It's a lot. And I have, oh my gosh, I feel like I have so many other things to tell you about your journey too, about how, when you're writing and you might change change lanes while you're writing. But once you start, you get more momentum and more ideas. So then what you originally thought you might make might turn into something different. And that is amazing because when you start writing, that's when the process comes. I mean, I've been blogging for three years and I got five books out of it. When I started writing, I thought it would be about education and ADHD and five total different topics came out of it. So... But the more I wrote, the more I could sort of see where I was going and what things mattered to me and my audience, what questions were people asking me? Oh, they really liked that post on essential oils. I guess I should give more mindfulness tips or calming tips for students at school where I thought it would be more about accommodations and the teacher aspect. It became more about that. And some of the natural solutions have gotten more following. So. I feel like, too, once you start and you said you have a bunch of different outlines for different ones, start posting the different stuff and see what feedback you get because your audience will tell you what they want, too, which is also really helpful or has been helpful for me. Whenever I get a lot of comments on, I'm like, maybe I should follow up with that.
1: Hmm.
2: So that's another thing that happens when you just start writing, even if it's different things in the beginning, like what resonates with your audience, too, and then what feels good for you um, Mm -hmm. when you're putting stuff out
0: there. So I I want to just jump back to the hater thing for a quick second but I think uh Nicole you were saying something that Kelly also brought up right as a challenge was like trying to focus on a specific topic or having so many things to talk about so kind of going back to the haters real quick I I did want to say you know if you usually usually you don't have the same quantity of haters as you do, you know, readers or followers or supporters or people that support you. So it might be a little bit of a mindset shift to think in it a quantitative sort of way. Do you really not want to push publish um, to avoid the one person when you could be helping the 30 or the 40 or the 50 or whatever the number ends up being? Like, is, is that what you want your decision to be based on? You know, do you want the one to stop you from helping the 30 or the 40 or the 50 or the 100 or the 1000, you know, however big your platform can become. And so I think that that might be also a helpful kind of reframe. Um, Did you want to talk a little bit more about um, because I think you mentioned it at the beginning a little bit about um having all these ideas and you know lots of different topics or
1: i mean if you have tips on how to organize content because i'm not the most organized person can you figure that (laughs) like surprise um (laughs) but if there's any tips on organizing content or do you just like do it as it comes that you're like oh something came up and i'm just gonna talk about this today like at what layer do I, like, do I just start more with my personal journey and personal story? Or do I come up with like, hey, here are all the lessons I've learned, right? Because I'm like, here's my entire life. I was born in 1982, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <and so>, I <like, laughs> like, do you figure out where to begin and what piece, I guess, but maybe it'll be like, again, like, Nicole was saying if someone pops in and is like, Hey, this, tell me more about this. And then I'll be like, Oh, okay. I'll tell you all the things you want, you do or don't want to know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: I have a really, what helped me the most was making a blog. I called it a blog map. People call it content calendars, all sorts of stuff. But I don't work well with a calendar and dates. It just doesn't help me. So I made a big, huge web with ADHD in the middle and then all the different ways I kind of worked around ADHD like as a teacher as a mom of somebody with ADHD um with my son like arguing with my husband like all of those were topics because we all have ADHD uh, that affected us and then I would just web down and web down and web down from those separate ideas and I would get and when I looked at it I think I had like 50 blog posts done because I could have gone back and written about any of those. But that first map really kind of helped me say, let me dump all of the crap I know about this. Because <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Like you said, you know a lot of things about the financial journey and building your business and then the the, the health piece and the doula. And, I mean, there's so many things you know, but you also will kind of see where do those things intersect? And then might that be the niche I realize I'm going to follow? So if I go back to my blog map and I keep everything because it's always fun to go back, I'll be like, why did I even put that on there? I never even wrote a post about that. But it was still an idea that I had. And they're all valid in the beginning because you're on the journey. You're just starting your journey. Um, And then you don't have to be as nervous about what am I going to write about this week if you can just look at your map and be like, oh yeah, let me just write a quick couple paragraphs about that. And then it's easy. And when the inspiration hits in between kids going to bed or kids doing something outside for 10 minutes. You just type a couple of lines about that. I used to do it on my notes on my phone. Like if my husband would go to the grocery store and I would stay in the car with the baby and then he would be in with the big one. And I'd be like writing a blog post real quick. Like, Oh yeah. Let me think about that whenever I had time to just jot stuff down. Um, so I feel like that might work for you. I think you're that kind of person that thinks like in a big, like you think in, in big terms, like you've got a lot going on. and I had to like kind of niche it down. So that's, that's my suggestion is to do like a blog map or like a a theme map to kind of help you.
1: Yeah. I love mind maps. Those are, I have all of those laying around the house and then I'm like, and we can make money over here (laughs) and then we can produce this product, which connects to this. Like that's how I tend to do it as far as like products and how they're connected. But I like the idea of doing that with, like a main topic in the center or yeah, like intentional living or finance or whatever.
0: Yeah. I really like that idea, Nicole. I, I like how it has a lot of space for like creativity and just movement. Like you can move things around as you, as you write them.
2: I was just thinking if there's any last sort of feedback you're looking for, Kelly, or we need to set goals for you for what you want to get done Um, before the next mastermind, but also if there's any like sort of floating things left that we didn't tie up, is there anything you feel like you still wanted some ideas for?
1: I mean, so on one level, like what you were saying as far as like Melissa, as far as like the one, don't let the one hater ruin it. Right. There's like the mental map in my own mind where I'm, like okay most most people have the argument of like who am I to like be feel like I have space or a voice to like contribute to mm-hmm. this right or to contribute to the conversation and uh, but then there's also like the counter my counter to that is often like well i've learned so much and it can help so many people that not doing it would be like a huge opportunity cost So working with that, but if you guys, I don't know if you have any like mantras or like quick phrases that you're like, I have this to kind of like rewrite your scripts or I don't know that you're like, uh, whenever you have the naysayer, um, I would love that. So, yeah. And then I just need to do things. I like signed up with, um, Audra and she's going to help me like facilitate like my website and then. Like an Instagram, a thing like she's gonna help me with like branding and stuff like that. More with Copper Ripple, so they'll yeah. do like a lot of the leg work. That I hate. It's also hard because um, I'm in a season where I'm. It's just COVID is so exhausting, and uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> and so then, like learning something new. I'm like I have conflict in so many other areas of my life that like just like I'm too tired to learn something new and I wanna hire someone else to do it. Like I just wanna like that decision fatigue is already like coming up everywhere in all the other areas. But um yeah, so I'd love to hear your your things and then I can come up with goals or whatever.
0: So I definitely think having a wall or a sheet or a paper or something of affirmations is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned that from Jillian, our mentor, all of us menteed under. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so one of the ones I say is I have knowledge and experience in places where I can help people or something like that. I don't have it quite, I have it written down. I don't have it memorized yet. But honestly, what I was going to say, Kelly, was you need to listen through this podcast and listen for yourself because you said a couple things already. And I was like, you just need to write that, that, mm-hmm. I, that phrase that you just said yourself down mm-hmm. so that you can reread it and see it, you know, have it come in through your eyes, you know?
1: <laughs> I wish <Yeah>. I can <laughs> be my own therapist sometimes. <laughs> I need a really, like, I, yeah, I value professionals, but I also am like, oh, man, if, only we could believe ourselves half the time.
2: (laughs) No, I I was so proud of you for working with the business coach because I think that's another accountability piece that'll really help you and taking away the stuff that you don't want to think about necessarily, like working through for the clarity, but not having to figure it all out on your own. Because it is overwhelming to switch to online because it's like, oh, how am I going to niche this down? I, I completely understand that struggle. And I'm really proud of you for doing that because you're Taking steps forward to get it done. Um, my mantra I always say is, "Who who is this going to help?" I just always say that. Like, who am I not helping by doing this? Like, who? Mrs. Out. And for me, I would think of that child whose parents are always fighting with him and he's in his room crying, or Mm -hmm. um, that mom and dad that are just arguing and they can't seem to get like a routine at home and people are oversleeping or can't find clean laundry or whatever it is. Like, you know, I had an ADHD blog. So all the mess that happens to everybody, but maybe I can give tools to help specifically how to solve that problem. And I just feel like, who am I hurting? Like, almost who am I hurting by not? getting this knowledge out there. And yeah. that and you're the kind of person too who wants to serve and wants to provide vehicles for growth in all ways. I mean, it's not it's personal growth and it's financial growth and that's that's your MO. So, who are you hurting who's not going to get your message and they're going to suffer because they didn't hear from you and they needed it the way you were going to deliver it because only you can give the message the way you're going to give it. And there's people that will only resonate with the way you tell them, no matter if they've hired expensive coaches and done things before, when they read your blog, they got it. And that is, it's, it's just so important that you reach those people that you can touch and only you can do it. So remember that when you go to share your information. Right?
0: That was powerful, Nicole. Mm -hmm. That was some power right there. (laughs)
2: I believe in you, girl. I believe in you. You're going to change so many people's lives. You've got this power, knowledge, and man, when the right people find it and it opens up their world, like
0: it's a ripple effect. (laughs) So, did you want to set up some goals? What is the next small step that you can take? You know, to keep moving forward and using that. in your other mastermind groups too.
1: Yeah. Well, I definitely love the mind map idea. I think that'll probably overlap some of the other content I have because I do have like a list of ideas or because it would be like, here are these scattered sheets of paper that all have topics that I've written notes on. <laughs> like, here's piles of scattered paper. But I think if I do like a mind map, around that, then I can, like, create, um, put those in better categories, that that might be a better thing. So I think doing that would be a great thing. But then also, I just need to, like, record my podcast, like, I just need to record the Copper Ripple podcast. And I think I keep overthinking different things about it. But even if it's just doing the worst one first, or leaving room for like the second worst. So then I can do the worst one later and (laughs) like working through that. So I think those would be kind of my two goals.
2: Great. I think that you are on the way to helping so many, um, even more than you've done in your brick and mortar. So I'm excited to watch you.
1: I'm thankful to have you guys with me for the journey.
0: Hey, change makers. Thank you so much for joining us today for episode 010, Kelly's Mastermind. What Kelly brought to the table today is something that I'm sure we've all struggled with. And that is the fear of conflict or the fear of rejection. It's difficult to put ourselves out there when we're worried about how other people are going to respond. And so I hope that this mastermind really helped Put that into perspective in the sense of who are you going to be able to help? Who is missing out if you choose not to take that step? We all have moments where we are pushing outside of our comfort zone and trying something new. And I hope you felt the community in this experience If you were inspired or learned something new today, please leave us a review. And if you want to have the community that we're talking about, if you want to get on a call with us and have a mastermind around your own business, you could book one on the links below. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are Changemakers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. On this podcast, you'll hear a mix of interviews, topic discussions, and experience the power of masterminding. Let's grow. Let's flourish. Let's rise with Her Enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.